I don't believe that we should ever have a good money again before we take the thing out of the hands of government. Welcome back, everyone. We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. Joining us today, fellow pleb, meme lord, reincarnated 20 times. That's right. We've got Labra Hoddle joining us. But first, we're diving into the numbers. Let's do it. Brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference ever hosted in sunny, sunny Miami Beach, Florida. The speaker list is crazy. Jordan Peterson, Michael Saylor, Naeem Bukele, Adam Back, Saifedean, Jack Maulers. Absolutely bonkers. And some good news for you guys. You can take advantage of the link down below for 10% off your ticket to Bitcoin 2022. At the time of this recording, the block height is 724,513, the Bitcoin price, 37,930, chain rewrite days, 684, total public lightning capacity, 3,469.27, Moscow time, 2636, blocks to the happening, 115,487, and the Samurai... Unspent capacity, the Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity is 4,339.13. And for the people who don't know what the Samurai Whirlpool is, that is a coin join or collaborative spend service. Nico, the numbers. The numbers, bro. The numbers. And I just want to give a very special shout out because we always talk the big talk, Phil. We always say Bitcoin is all inclusive. And we really do mean that for the first time and Bitcoin's history. I mean, this is the second time because he did come on with the meme lords, right? We do have a Labrador on the show. Yeah, pretty crazy. This is true. Yep, that's true. Everyone Thank matters. <laughs> yep, Bitcoin is for everybody, even if you're a dog. Yeah, this is... With this laser is, eyes. With laser eyes. <laughs> and out of jail. <laughs> out of jail. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I have some very interesting uh, thing today to talk about during the number segment. Phil actually sent this to me. Let me pull it up. Let's check it out. Uh, we're actually going to cover this in the meme review, but then we realized, wait a second, this is a lot more interesting. Let me click on it. Let me pull it up. So this is Bitcoin and the rice, rise of rice, <laughs> the rise of cypherpunks. Um Okay, so essentially what this is is a list or the events that led up to Bitcoin because everyone knows, right? I mean, most people know. I mean, if you're if you're a crazy Bitcoiner, you know that Bitcoin launched January 3rd, 2009. But there was a lot of background stuff that happened before then, right? And I think this is a really good graph that, you know, links it and puts it on a timeline. As you can see, right, um, it's really started right the the events the domino effects or the domino the first domino fell or according to this chart fell in 1974 that's when surf and con invented the tcp ip phil i know you know what that is could you explain that transmission control protocol the internet protocol and what that is essentially is the language of the internet right that is the base language of the internet in, in its simplest form Awesome. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> no and problem. here is the start of crypt. Uh, I mean, cryptography is a lot older than this, but I'm sure I'm, I'm sure what they mean is the cryptography that was useful for Bitcoin. Um, and that started in 1976. The RSA public key crypto systems. That's the public a that's the public key crypto key thing. Uh, then it's Ralph Ralph Merkel uh, protocol 
for public key crypto systems. Uh, there's David Chom, Untraceable Electronic Mail, 1981. Here is the, the Byzantine General's Problem, 1982. Um, and this is essentially how do you, how does every, how in a distributed system, how does everyone keep, to, how does everyone have the same truth? Phil, did I butcher that completely? I don't think so. I, I'm like, I'm too, I'm totally sucked in. This is pretty cool. <laughs> so. uh, but the business in general's problem is something that Bitcoin solved through proof of work, right? And through everyone kind of running a node. Um, so it's something that the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin network solved, right? And that was essentially discovered or invented. I don't know. Um, 1982. I'm sure people that are more technical are having heart attacks right now. Leron, I'm watching you. Um, anyways, here's Elective Curve Cryptography, 1985. Timothy May, the Crypto Anar Anarchist Manifesto, 1988. David Chom, uh, Digicast or Cash, 1989, 1998. Chom, Fiat, and Noor, Untraceable Electronic Cash, 1990. Phil Zibberman, Pretty Good Privacy, 1991. Haber or How to Time Stamp a Digital Document, 1991. Proof of Work, that's crazy. Proof of Work, Pricing via Processing or Combating Junk Mail, 1992. Cypherpunks founded by Hughes, M May, and Gilmore, 1992. Uh, improving the efficiency and reliability of digital timestamping, 1993. Eric Hughes, a Cyberpunks manifesto, 1993. Cybercash, 1994 to 2001. NSA, how to make a mint, 1996. E Gold, 1996 to 2008. Adam Back, shout out Adam Back. Hashcash, proof of work, 1997. That was actually quoted or reference in the white paper nick zabo right. smart contracts 1997 timestamp database 1997 nick zabo before, big gold yeah go ahead Labra. before you get yeah for for nick zabo there's there's a good read uh the gods protocol i don't know if you guys read it uh guys one actually i have not but it sounds I, very interesting i'll pop it up the picture it's called the gods protocol God's protocol. I God's totally protocol. recommend it. Guy Swan also did an audible for that one, so I mm. recommend it. Very, very cool. God's protocol. So, uh, Masia Zavila Quintzquatar, uh, timestamping service with minimal trust, 1999. Bram Cohen, BitTorrent, 2001. Adam Back, Hashcash, a denial service countermeasure, 2002. Uh, I'm not going to. Tor Project, 2002. Hal Finney, reusable proof of work, 2004. Julian Assange, 2006, Lehman Bankruptcy, 2008, Satoshi Nakamoto, October 31st, 2008, Satoshi Nakamoto, Bitcoin launched January 3rd, 2009. So all of these things had to be built on top of each other, right? One thing led to another that finally led to the discovery of Bitcoin, uh, but Satoshi had to take advantage of all these prior discoveries or inventions, depending on how you look at it, for Bitcoin to even exist. So shout out to all those people. Uh, I, I'm sorry I butchered, because Nico can't read, you guys know the drill. Sorry I butchered all the pronunciation. But shout out to all those legends, because if those legends didn't invent or discover what they discovered, Bitcoin wouldn't exist. So there's a lot of back rub story, and it started in 1976, the whole process, if you believe that graph. Absolutely bonkers. Phil, what, do you, what are your thoughts? We can see from that graph that Bitcoin was inevitable. That's what we right? could see from that graph. I, I mean, look, I, I thought that that was really cool. I think it's a trip through history. I did read uh, the uh, uh, Timothy Mays, uh, the uh, what is it? The uh, the 
cypherpunk uh, manifesto. I, I, I love stuff like that. I, I find stuff like that super interesting. And, you know, to me, it's not, you know, like I get a lot of people are very fascinated with the code and, you know, what Bitcoin does. But to me, one of the aspects of Bitcoin is the philosophy that, that created Bitcoin. And I think that that's really, I think it's cool stuff. I agree. Uh, Labra, uh, what, what are your thoughts, it, Doggo? It's, yeah, it's, it, it's amazing uh, what has been built since uh, the internet and everything that it's built on top. It's just mind blowing, right? If you think about it, like it's only a very short period of time and all that we have achieved as, as humans, just building each other, uh, building things for everybody. So it's awesome. But you're not a human. I know, but the internet is for everybody. Nobody knows I'm a dog. This is true. But yeah, no, dude. And, and I love when you, because again, like you, it's very hard to visualize these things if you just like kind of name them on the list. But the fact that they were put on the grass on a, ti- on, a, on a timeline really helps you visualize it and appreciate it, I think, in a different way. And it was color coded as well, yeah. right? So that yeah. was really cool. And yeah, I mean, what I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Labra. No, I was going to say, like, if you think about it, like the way that we are communicating right now, recording this, put it on YouTube, and so everybody else can see it, those are just basically zeros and one traveling through space and time, right? It's it's just crazy. It's absolutely nuts, dude. Crazy. That's Phil? exactly right. Yeah, no, I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to draw attention to the fact that, you know, one of the one of the statements that Bitcoiners like to say that we like to say is that Bitcoin is, you know, the TCP IP of money. And, you know, as we were looking at that chart, that was the first that that was the beginning of it, right? The TCP IP protocol. And, you know, when you go to networking school, that's one of the, you know, one of the one of the topics that you have to master or at least learn very well. And what people don't understand is, is that Bitcoin as that protocol, everything that we are doing right now is based on that protocol at its core. That protocol at its core is carrying everything that we're doing right now. Okay. In terms of communication. So when you think about Bitcoin as the TCP IP protocol, that, I don't know, to me, that, that kind of makes me bullish and it kind of makes me excited for the fact that we don't know fully what we can build on it, right? Because when TCP IP was developed, did they really envision what would come in this sense? Maybe they did. I, I don't know. But personally, when I was a kid using a computer, I definitely did not have the foresight to see where we'd be today with this. No, there's no fucking way, dude. There's no way. There, when I was growing up, it was it was uh, Facebook, like, but like version one Facebook, right? Yeah. With the blue banner and the you know, like before we discovered they were evil, right? Um, and yeah, could you imagine? You know, ten years later, you'd be you know video chatting with people hundreds of miles away from each other instantaneously, right? And it goes back to what Lobber was saying before we started recording, right? Which is you know, uh, in some places, right, you go to the cash register still and, you know, if there's an old person working there, they're still punching in numbers like analog, right? So it just, it just, these, I think the internet really highlights how far we've come as, as a species. And I think that Bitcoin plays a major role to take us to the next level because how the internet allows us to talk amongst each other instantaneously right now, Bitcoin solved how to transfer value instantaneous or not i mean basically instantaneously the settlement takes around 10 minutes give or take if it's lightning 
you know, also takes, it's pretty quick, right? But let's say the settlement is around 10 minutes average, right? But you're, you're getting that instant. You'll see that you received it instantaneously. There's no borders, right? It's quick, right? So it, you know, it really changes everything. And I think, I think all, I think going through a graph like that just highlights all the fucking steps that needed to happen before that. Yeah absolutely crazy but anyways phil it's time for the daily fail brought to you by amber app check them out amber.app it is the best place to stack the corn fair spreads low fees smart automation the link is down below amber the smart way to stack sets you know sometimes sometimes magic just happens in twitter and sometimes we capture this magic <laughs> definitely want to give a shout out to Sai or Iciosanoth for tagging me in this. Check this out. Okay, this was a response. This was actually a retweet to uh, a tweet that Nico showed yesterday from this DHH account um, th that was against Bitcoin and is now for quote unquote crypto. Okay, so here's Giacomo's response. You're still wrong, Bitcoin, not crypto, but you're a bit less wrong than before. And then this per and then this person responds, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. So first, I just want you to pay attention to the ratio. One like, and here's Giacomo's response. Oxygen is also a gas, but we can't survive breathing on farts. Good response, Giacomo. Very clever. good response. Clever, clever. He, he ratioed Very and wrecked him. Come on. I mean, that, that is just so epic. So epic. I loved it. Okay. Anyways, I, I had no choice. But I felt that I had to turn this into an NFT. So I did. <laughs> I took a screenshot of it, Nico. I did what we know how to do best. I took a screenshot and I made it an NFT. The best NFT I've ever made. That, that's great. I would, I would totally pay. No, I would not. Nope. <laughs> Didn't have to. I actually right-click it and save it. Yep. I right-click it and save it. I right-click and save your NFT, Phil. So, yeah. are, you, are you mad, uh, Phil? I'm going uh, no, to print it and put it on my wall. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I, I respect and commend Labra for his for his thrift and intelligence. Mm. <laughs> like, no, I'm just saying, it's like, come on, it's a JPEG. Who cares? When Labra, uh, when Labra behaves good, just say, clever boy, clever boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going there. Okay. So we're we're moving on to the next fail though. We're we're moving on to the next fail. It does have to do with NFTs. It does have to do with NFTs. It actually has to do specifically with what happened this weekend, what started to develop this weekend with OpenSea. And Nico, you had put in some some links and we also got some we, we got some tags from some fellow Bitcoiners. That, that, in... That's why I put it in, dude. We got a diarrhea of tags. Right? It, was it was like it was like here, 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 here. I was like, Phil, oh, we okay. have to cover by the way shout out to the plebs thank you so much for yeah. you know tagging us in this this is why we cover it this is why we had so much fun but yeah dude it was literally my my notification fleet just blew up it was like Bruh! all at the same time and it was covering this and i was like phil this must be important yeah so we're, we're doing it we're covering it and and you know what it started to develop over the weekend let's dive into it essentially open sea uh was exploited and we're gonna dive into what happened here we go here's a tweet from charliemarketplace.eth open sea hack is bad this guy tornadoed into a fresh wallet on december 30th made a weird contract call on january 22nd to open sea's contract ether scanned down of course so i can't investigate investigate call data and now he's pulled 18 and counting batches of nfts so it's not 18 nfts it's 18 batches and as we're going to see it's it's a few hundred nfts in total so let's continue on this by the way 
was February 19th, okay? So this is the first tweet that, that we saw out of this. And then we come in February 20th. Here we go. Tweet from at OXFUBAR. A single malicious signature can rug all of your approved OpenSea NFTs. No need to sign an individual sell order for each one as originally assumed. This is how today's hacker stole 10 Azukis, 8 uh, MFers, 3 mutant apes in a single transaction with a single signature. And, and keep in mind, right, this didn't, um, th this, this didn't happen to all NFTs on OpenSea. As we're going to see as we dive into the story, it, it happened to a specific subsect of NFTs if you did something specific. Anyways, let's continue on. Here we got tagged, right, by at CoinJoinDay. There's a reason why I'm showing this, okay, because, yeah, we got to make fun of ourselves. You remember when Fractal and Crypt came on the show, right, uh, Nico? You remember my uh, my toolbar? <laughs> so, Fractal writes back and goes, time to dust off the old MetaMask icon on your browser. Oh, and then I had to respond oh. back. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. He fucking, he, dude, this is, this is why we love Bitcoiners. Totally fucking wrecked me. Anyways, anyways, let's continue on with the story of, of the NFTs. Here we go. This is February 19th again, but another adjacent tweet. Hey, everyone. Connected with a few other people who got hacked just now. All of us only have one thing in common. All of our stolen NFTs were ones we manually migrated on OpenSea. OpenSea. You have so much explaining to do. Okay. So it was, there's a lot of different articles on this. And I, I think I, I did a good job of picking the one that kind of covers the whole entire thing. So let's dive into it. The OpenSea scammers went fishing and caught over 250 NFTs from 17 users. NFT traders Monday were parsing the aftermath of an OpenSea phishing attack that resulted in hundreds of NFTs being stolen over the weekend. The attack appears to be over with 17 victims, right? But as we said, 17 victims, but over 250 individual NFTs. This attack did not originate on OpenSea. Devin Finzer, CEO and co-founder, wrote in a series of tweets, the company is working with users as it aims to uncover who is responsible, Finzer said. Now keep in mind, they still don't really know how necessarily it happened, okay? <laughs> Finzer dismissed reports of the attack being worth over 200 million and said the hacker had 1.7 million of Ether in their wallet confirmed by Ether scans. That kind of goes in line, right, with the $68 million um, NFT, but really it didn't actually get sold for that. It's just a publicity scheme. So it's kind of interesting that originally they claimed over 200 million, but really it's only 1.7 mil. Don't get me wrong. That's still garbage. That's still total garbage. You shouldn't get scammed. Anyways, let's continue. The hacker made off with 254 NFTs during the attack, including a few Bored Ape Yacht Club NFTs. According to a spreadsheet by blockchain security firm Peck Shield. I just want to give a shout out to everybody who simply right-clicked those NFTs and saved them. You guys didn't get rug pulled. You didn't pay for this. And you still got to keep your stupid JPEGs. Anyways. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> the users authorized the migration as instructed in the phishing email, and the authorization allowed the hacker to steal the NFTs. Peck Shield tweeted, right? And we've explained who Peck Shield is. Peck Shield is one of those auditing firms that usually tells you after the fact how you were rugged. Anyways, as such, the malicious orders were all backed by valid signatures from users who fell for the phishing scam. Nadav Hollander, OpenSea's chief technology officer, tweeted Sunday, the attackers appear to have exploited users by having them sign a fraudulent signature to approve a private sale of their NFT at zero ETH to the attacker's wallet. The OpenDAO wrote in a post, unfortunately, nobody ever reads what they signed. 
Phishing scams often occur through text messages or emails with deceptive messages, ads, or sites that look legitimate for the people who didn't know what phishing scams were. Last week, OpenSea launched a customer service server with Web3 communications platform MetaLink to mitigate the risk of fraudsters pretending to be members of the company staff. Think about that for a second. They launched a customer service server with a, another party, a Web3 a, a Web communications company. Anyways, let's wrap this up here. The partnership was created after alleged scammers previously impersonated OpenSea employees to deceive other NFT owners in its Discord chat, which resulted in them losing millions of dollars. Okay. What I find interesting is this right here. This Web3 communications platform MetaLink. Okay? I don't really see how this is going to stop scammers from rug-pulling crap. All it does, all it claims to do is stop the ability for people to, to use phishing attacks, but who cares? It doesn't make a difference. Anyways, let's continue on. Found MetaLink's Twitter, okay? It really isn't very much about MetaLink. Let's take a look. The follower list. This is the person who actually founded MetaLink. Okay, so Jack, Jack Udell, and you can see here, you know, loves the shitcoining and loves the NFTs. Anyways, let's continue on to take a look at MetaLink's actual website. There's nothing but a way to connect with your MetaMask, your Coinbase wallet, or whatever the hell this thing is. It's just, it's just really strange that this company is all of a sudden going to go and stop rug pulls in this way. I just find it really, really odd. And then I had to do a lot of digging because there was almost no information except what I just showed you guys about them. But this I found really funny. This is actually a job posting from them. And this I, I just I couldn't get over. Our founding team is a combo of crazy marketing and seasoned technology leadership who are connected to everyone in the crypto NFT space. Did you notice that all it is is marketing, right? And quote unquote technology leadership. I have worked with many technology leaders. Surprisingly, most of them don't actually know much about technology, but they know a lot about buzzwords and they're really good at selling the sizzle of technology. So anyways, my whole point is, is that these people are bringing in this random, unknown, tiny company where you can get no information on them to come in and supposedly provide a layer of security and trust to OpenSea, which is funded, as we've shown, by some of the biggest players in the shitcoin game and Mark Cuban and Ashton Kutcher, Coinbase Ventures, all of these, okay? And they're bringing in this tiny little hole-in-the-wall random platform to come and save them from these phishing attacks don't get me wrong this just sounds like a circle jerk this just sounds like you found a way to employ your buddies and now they get to keep their lights on anyways nico man good times so uh, I, what i saw as a steaming pile of shit was stolen <laughs> which apparently someone else doesn't think it's a steaming pile of shit but yeah like this whole thing is just these people you know the NFT, the crypto space. They give, they just give a very bad name to Bitcoin, and it's just a total distraction. While you know we focus on this show, um, the large portion of the show, at least, right? What Bitcoiners are focused on is separating the money from state. This NFTs is just noise. It's distracting. It's distracting, right? It's a lot of fiat mentality. People are trying to get rich off worthless garbage because they think someone else is going to buy your your ape. Right. The question is, is your ape going to have value 10 years from now? Right. This is a very tough question. Right. Some some digital thing that someone could just make a photocopy of and make an exact 
you know, photocopy of your ape, right? Uh, it, you know, th there's just questions, right? It's like, I, I just don't think that these things are a good store of value. It's just, it's my opinion, right? I think there, there's distraction. And I definitely know, this isn't an opinion, I definitely know that they're not decentralized enough to withstand a nation state attack. You just pointed it out there, right? You clicked on the Metalink, they literally had three options to connect and all of them were companies. So it's like, that's not gonna work out, right? And all the, from also, I've also read as well is that a lot of these NFTs, a lot of these images are hosted on cloud services. So it's like, it's not even decentralized. And I know a lot of the shitcoiners are like, yeah, but decentralization is not important. And it's like, okay, fine, maybe in your shitcoinery, but I think the innovation here is separating humans away from the monetary policy so humanity could be free. That's what I fight for every day. Well, you're trying to get rich off photocopied monkeys so that you can get your Lambo, right? It's a totally different ballgame. And it goes back to my initial point, which is shitcoiners are trying to get their Lambos, even if it means backstabbing Bitcoin in the process, while Bitcoiners are trying to free humanity by separating money away from government. Anyways, Labra. Wolf, what are your thoughts? Oof. I don't know what to tell you, man. All these NFTs, altcoins, it's... It's been for a long time. It's gonna happen again. The best we can do as Bitcoiners try to uh, give the orange pill to people to noobs, even to shitcoiners try to bring to the to the right path. But man, it's it's just sad. Like they just use all these buzzwords to sell their product. Like as Phil mentioned, right? Like decentralization, this NFT, this uh, whatever. Put it on the blockchain, blah blah blah. And it just doesn't make any sense. Like. You know, yeah, it's it's sad to see, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I'm happy these people's getting Ripple, but <laughs> it's like this back and forward, right? It's good they got Ripple, and then at the same time, it's like, oh man, these people losing all this money <laughs> when they're going to figure it out. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I you know, from mm -hmm. Phil and I's experience, I don't know yours, Labra, but I think that every Bitcoiner has to pay a price of tuition. I think that you need to dabble in shitcoin. I think you're inevitably going to dabble in shitcoins out of curiosity, and then when you burn your finger, you, you know, you do more research and then while you're doing your research, you realize that only Bitcoin is the one that matters because only Bitcoin is the one that separates the monetary policy away from the hands of human beings, right? It's the only uncorrupted money in, the, in mankind's history, right? Everything else is centralized. Everything else has single points of failure, has trust involved. Phil yesterday dedicated a part of the episode to going into the future of Ethereum. And it was there. It had democracy in there. It had trust. It had all these things that just it had snitching. It had snitching. We had we've been, been relying on these systems for thousands of years. Look at where it's ended up. It's almost worldwide communism. And it's like you want to continue those systems, right? Bitcoin. We have a chance to break the cycle. But the you know what worries me, Phil, and I've brought up this point before in the show, mm. is that I think that humanity might be stupid. <laughs> like I just think that's the case, dude. You know, we like. You have a golden goose in front of you and just like people are like, I would rather go buy the pick the copy of a copy of a JPEG monkey so I can go get my Lamborghini. This is going to sound like a terrible analogy, but I can't help but make it anyways. Okay, this is the difference between VHS and Betamax. And nobody is going to know what I'm talking about because I'm an old man. Okay, but back in the day, way, bo way before CDs and all that, right, we had these tapes, okay, and there was this big war between Sony's VHS and Betamax, and Betamax was actually higher quality, you could fit more data on a smaller reel, and they, and they, they were better, and they lost. You know why they lost? 
because we don't deserve nice things. <laughs> no, really? Really, they lost because Sony <laughs> is much better at selling the sizzle than Betamax was. That, and that, that scares the shit out of me. Okay? Mm. That scares the shit out of me because think about it, right? We may have the, we have the truth on our side. We have reality on our side. We have the incentives of Bitcoin playing out on our side. But the shitcoiners, as we've seen, have the stupid names, the sizzle, the fireworks, the stuff that doesn't work. But what if it did? <laughs> you know what I mean? The theory. Splurge or whatever, the first step of Ethereum. It doesn't work yet, but it sure sounds nice and utopia, baby. Anyways, <laughs> fucking nuts. We'll be on top of it, you know, I'm sure. Plenty of source material here, but anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by toxic, savage Bitcoiners. This is the artwork for volume 10. Every every volume's different, and they're scarce. So there's only a thousand copies made per volume. Get your print of Citadel 21 today. All right, the memes, the memes are going to be better because Phil picked them. Um, first one is brought to us by shout out Mr. Robot. Uh, here we go. Hey, Mr. Robot, you have a very tough day today because Labra is going to write your memes. He's part of the meme lords, all right? The all-star meme crew. Anyways, uh, here we go. Mr. Robot, Doctor the the Bitcoin doctor, Coinicris, it's daily. You can screenshot NFTs instead of buying them. NFT creators. <laughs> very, very good. Like Greg Zag. Nice watermark. Nice knock, watermark. knock. The watermark. On the other one? Ah, uh, yes. Capwing. Oh. The next meme is brought to us by Greg Zag. Knock, knock. Who's there? Putin. Putin who? Putin, my country on a Bitcoin standard. Absolutely cool. hilarious. <laughs> That's pretty this good. Is, Super hilarious. Dude, I swear to God, if the U.S. goes to war in the Ukraine, that is the most stupid shit. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. Oh, man. Anyways, is it so hard for us not to go to war with the... Anyways, if you call... No, it's not, of course. Anyways, if you call this a bear market, you must be new here. The bear market has been going on for three months. You can believe how much I've had to suffer. 2017, 19,000, 7,000, 2018, 6,000, 3,200, 2020, 8,000, 3,800. And, of course, the, the purple person is talking to the OG that experienced all that. <laughs> I'm sure this must be terrible for you. And of course, this is reminiscing on all the drops, right? And this is what this is why it's important to hodl, right? If you're new to Bitcoin, you're going to feel like this guy. Guaranteed. But if you've been here a couple years, right? You know, you the experience, right? You're an experienced hodler. This is what it's all about. Anyways, next meme is by RD underscore BTC. Thank you, Bitcoin. Me and my wealth, and here's Bitcoin blocking. All, you know, the wealth redistribution, the fucking, the shit coinery, the fucking censorship, all of that garbage. Anyways, Phil? Somebody made a great, a, a much older version of this meme where they highlighted exactly the stuff you're talking about. Yeah. But they, they didn't put the, the Bitcoin logo necessarily there. It was, it was like this, it was the person, but then down here it was like hodlers, you know? Yep. Yeah, kind of thing. Absolutely. All right, next one. It's by Rothmus. It's uh, Rick and Morty, Morty ripping up the wall. And the reason they're they're treating the trucker convoy as such a threat is that it exposes how their po power over the population is an illusion. <sighs> and that can wow. explain why their crackdown was so severe, right? Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. All right, 
moving on to the next one. It is the, the meteor of Bitcoin heading to the Federal Reserve building. Next one, it's by the Bitcoin conference. Uh, Bitcoin is down 8% this week. I'm not surprised, and I warned you that this is this is and was a bubble back in 2013. <laughs> Absolutely awesome memes. Thank you, fellow plebs. It, Phil, very good choice. Can you go back to Artie's meme? I, of I just want to say something. Of course. <laughs> I, could, I could definitely go back to Artie's meme. But I have to pull it up. There, I pulled it up. Here we go. Boyakasha. All right. What about it? Artie, you can do better. Come on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right was that was that, the ra- was that the was that the meme lord that the dude no no that, if that was just a regular guest you know that wouldn't have the oomph but the fact that it's from a meme lord right bro rd <laughs> you're in trouble my friend anyways phil for that i'm going to give it this little micro sd card that came with my passport shout out zach it is a white sandisk industrial eight gigabyte yeah. Ooh. What about you, Phil? I always notice those industrial ones are always smaller. Like, they're so small that they're almost useless. I mean, don't get me wrong. 8 gigs is decent, but you can't use that as a drive for a node. Anyways. Anyways, I'm going to go off on a tangent on that. I always find that weird. And the ones that ship with the cold card are like 512 megs. Industrial. You know? Industrial. Industrial, you know? It can't be stopped. So that, that's why you get no memory. That's why I get ripped off. You know? Not Again, that had nothing to do with the cold card. I'm just talking about the size of the memory. I feel it's, it's the a marketing. Rip-off. It's the marketing. <laughs> it's a total it's, marketing. It's industrial. <laughs> and that's why you pay for it. You know? So I get less memory, but it's industrial. So supposedly it's going to last forever. Anyways, this is for the 3D printing enthusiasts out there. You'll know what this is. This is the Filament Friday sticker, but it's more than just a sticker. It has a lot of bumps and a lot of wear because when you get a 3D printer, there's a lot of calibration involved. So those who have that sticker most likely know the pain that comes with that sticker. But then the great feeling that comes after your first print. Very wise. Very wise. Nice. Anyways, Wolf, Wolf, what are your thoughts? I think those are great memes. I really love the fact that there's more people making memes. We need more of you guys. So if you got an idea, just drop it on Twitter. My score for the memes, that will be a four by four Rubik's Cube. Okay. Very good. Very good scores. Phil? But has the rotation completed on the Rubik's Cube? Is it completed? Or is it just... A Rubik's cube. It is completed. It is completed. That's signal I have to right be, there. It is completed. I have to be honest. Uh, the only way that I was ever able to complete a Rubik's Cube was by undoing the stickers and moving them. <laughs> Dude, I've never Just putting that to. out there it's so you know difficult. who you're listening to. Very difficult. <laughs> you know I'm getting mad, right? I'm getting upset because of what you just said. I'm sorry, I know it's disappointing, but that was the only way I could do it. <laughs> Anyways, the, the signal there, right, because uh, Labra skipped over it, is that we need more memesters. We need more people dropping memes. Remember, this is narrative trench warfare, and memes are fucking artillery. So we need as much memes on our side as pu- as humanly possible because they're very, very effective, surprising, surprising or not. At winning, at winning the battle for people's minds. At the end of the day, that that's literally you know the type of warfare that we're currently experiencing worldwide. 
and memes are so effective. And the boomers that are running the fiat system, they have no answer to them. Like they just write like hit pieces like stop calling fiat money a meme. Like it's not a meme. But they they can't they can't match our meme skills. We're gonna meme we're gonna meme Bitcoin, or at least the meme lords are. We just make videos. We're gonna they're gonna meme Bitcoin to 100 k Meme Bitcoin to 100 k That is the signal right there. Anyways, we guys, go ahead, Labra. We got the memes. They got nothing. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what is it? What's yellow's saying? Like you win the memes, you win the what? What's it called? I forget. It's so good. It's so good. Anyways, I forget. Total blank. Anyways, guys, we want to know. You agree with our <laughs> scores? You do you disagree? Let us know down in the comments section. Make sure to join our Telegram group. Link us some dank Bitcoin memes to review, and of course, make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like Rumble.com and our personal favorite BitcoinTV.com. They don't censor there because Bitcoin TV. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily news. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch, like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin art sculpture grenade thing. Opens up. You put your favorite hardware wallet in there. Also, you can get this in any color your heart desires, red, orange, green. They also has a big one, the big boy art grenade. And you can take advantage of the link down below for 5% off CryptoCloaks.com. All right, so this is some awesome news. And the reason it's awesome news is because there has been a centralization of manufacturing in China. The best Bitcoin miners are made in China. And that is a risk. And why is that a risk? Because recently the Chinese Communist Party in 2021 banned all of crypto, including Bitcoin and specifically Bitcoin mining. And that caused the huge mining migration of 2021, which I believe was very detrimental to the price of Bitcoin. But anyways, um, this is awesome. This is very, uh, very good news, right? Intel details it's Bitcoin mining bonanza mi mine chips and 3600 watt miner, right? And you could read a little bit about it at ISSCC 2022. Intel shared the deep dive details of its new Bitcoin miner bonanza mine ASICs and outlined how it melds 300 of these tiny power efficient ships into a powerful 3600 watt miner that delivers up to 40 terahashes of performance and here's a picture of it very cool stuff kind of how it works and anyways but but they are going to announce a new one and i'm going to i'm going to compare this to uh an s19 the, the the specs of this of course um, but they're going to announce one. Intel will share more information about the new hardware on Wednesday, February 23rd at 7 a.m. PST, and we will cover it on tomorrow's episode. But how does this compare, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what people care about. How does this compare mm -hmm. to the latest and greatest from Bitmain, right? This is the S19. It has a 3,250-watt consumption, and its hash rate is about 95 terahashes. So... Again, this has 40 terahashes compared to 95, and it also consumes more power. So it's not a very efficient miner if you compare it to the Bitmain miner. However, however, um, for that being their first ASIC is absolutely mind-blowing because at the end of the day, Bitmain has years and years of R&D on their side. They've been manufacturing these puppies for a, a large amount of time and as you know these are pretty hard to make i actually have a buddy of mine i'm not going to name where he works now but he works he actually founded a pretty dominant bitcoin company and uh, he developed an asic before and the amount of 
the 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 hard work that goes into it and not only the hard work but the monopoly that chinese manufacturing has in the industry they, they were trying to fight them the entire way right and we don't have that manufacturing capability in the united states and that causes of that causes a centralization problem because if you have a country that's openly hostile towards bitcoin and they're the only country that creates the latest and greatest Bitcoin mining miners that creates a bad situation. And that's essentially the situation that Bitcoin finds itself in today. Now, I think it's a better situation that Bitcoin was in last year when the majority of the hash rate was located in China. Um, so I think it's come a long way. And I think that as the world, right, migrates or expands their semiconductor manufacturing to not have it all concentrated in Taiwan that happens to be an island that the Chinese Communist Party really really wants right you know that's a recipe for disaster right so I know that in or sorry the TSMNC is opening a plant in Arizona right so they are expanding manufacturing to the US I hope that accelerates and it's not also Intel you know throwing their 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 glove in the ring into this mining manufacturers we also had news from jack dorsey he also wants to make a bitcoin miner and we also had uh news from adam back and samson mouse company blockstream they acquired an israeli company called spadoodles and they also want to get into the mining mani mining manufacturing game right so this is all very good news right we want non-chinese companies and it's not chinese specific is that the the country is hostile towards bitcoin so you want non-chinese countries for that reason to be manufacturing asics and i think that this is all happening in slow motion so i'm really paying attention to what blockstream is doing to what jack dorsey is doing and now to what intel is doing and the awesome part about intel is that they're a very old company they're extremely well funded so i'm very glad that they're getting into the game and if you pay attention to what the ceo has to say about this is that he's looking at it more from the esg clean perspective and that's fine right because that means a more efficient miner and more efficient miner saves more money for the miner because it saves in electricity so but let's see the hash rate at the end of the day let's see what you come up with so far if you compare it right face to face with the s19 which is the latest and greatest for bitmain it uses more electricity and it has less hash rate so it's not that much that's not that great of a machine in my opinion Let, let's see the prices i haven't seen those right so but let's see their second iteration this is their first machine the fact that it is their first machine and it had those specs is very impressive so anyways phil what are your thoughts so as you were going through those articles what got me thinking was this bitcoin's incentives strike again right so now here we go we've got i, I was always i was always curious as to w when Intel would throw its hat into the ring, right? And, and I was like, when is this going to happen? I mean, they are the biggest processor manufacturer, you know, like, I mean, every, I mean, t you know, whether you're using a PC, uh, you know, a Linux, I mean, yes, I know that AMD also makes processors, but, uh, you know, in terms of, in terms of throughput and all of that, you know, all of the great metrics that everybody likes, Intel destroys everything else. So, I think it's huge that Bitcoin's incentives has brought Intel to the table, number one. Number two, Intel is, to your point, all a part of that ESG crap. So they're going to sit there and figure out how to manufacture, you know, these types of chips and how to make ASICs even more, you know, even more, quote unquote, eco-friendly. And again, the incentives of Bitcoin, as we've said, right? 
It doesn't matter that it takes more power because companies are going to be incentivized to innovate, to make technologies, to figure out how to get the most out of all of that power that it takes. And by doing that, we're going to actually be able to get more power out of using less. So we're just going to end up having to hit that tipping point. But this is to me, this is part of that. It's part of that effect. Absolutely. Labra. I know this isn't your strong suit. I know you're sticking to the meme games, but you definitely like computers because you're in Bitcoin. Does it surprise you that Intel is, you know, getting into Bitcoin mining? If I told you 13 years ago, 10 years ago, that Intel, one of one of the biggest, what Phil said, chip manufacturers in the world, right, it would surprise you, right? Did we lose him? Vabra? I lost you for a minute. I didn't get the last part you said. But okay. uh, anyway, uh, look. I'm not a smart man, <laughs> a smart dog. However, I know that decentralization is good. And if we have like more companies making miners and they have that incentive of creating these machines and making them more efficient, that is good for Bitcoin. Absolutely. Right. And I, I think that's beautifully put, man. I, I, I would I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't discredit you so much, man. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Forrest Gump? Right. Forrest Gump yes. ended up being super, super wealthy. So, again, like, you know, you don't have to be intellectual to be smart. Right. I think that's, that's a good way to say it. Um, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah, it's true. We are called Simply Bitcoin. And you are talking to two idiots anyways. Anyways, moving on to the next one. <laughs> that's besides uh, the point. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway uh, anyways, moving on to the next one. Uh, look. If you've been paying attention to the show, we have been specifically telling you one thing. Take your Bitcoin off exchanges, right? And we have also been telling you, we actually did an episode, Phil did a hell of a job, right, where these Korean exchanges were flat out banning self-custody. They were essentially making oh, yeah. it essentially against the law over there, against the terms of service in, the, in Korea to essentially take self-custody of your Bitcoin. You could only send it to exchanges. My friends... This is coming here soon. This is the next battle. They're going to try everything and everything to demonize self-custody because self-custody takes power away from them. And how scared are they of this? Anyways, let's check out this article and you'll see for yourself. The OSC flags Emergencies Act tweets by Kraken and Coinbase CEOs to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. The Ontario Securities Commission has contacted law enforcement agencies after tweets from the chief executive officers of two of the world's most predominant cryptocurrency trading platforms appeared to offer advice on how crypto users could evade emergency restrictions on funding for the protests ruling the country. Do you see the narrative oh, that they're trying to paint? Wow. All those all those CEOs did was take your Bitcoin off the exchanges because we can't protect you. If you keep it with us. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to demonize the fact that you're taking possession of your wealth. You Do you know how insane that is? Bitcoin shines a light of truth on everything. This is no different. 
Anyways, Kristen Rose, the OSC's manager of public affairs, said the regulator is aware of posts earlier this week from Twitter accounts of Kraken CEO Jesse Powell and Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong, which criticized the invocation of the Emergencies Act and advocated for the importance of non-custodial crypto wallets. Again, they're trying to tell you that isn't the norm. Bitcoin doesn't see wallets as non-custodial or custodial. Bitcoin just is. In fact, I would even make the argument that if you download the Bitcoin software and you make a Bitcoin wallet, that, that's the norm. Is that considered self-custodial or is that considered non-custodial? This is crazy what they're doing. It's absolutely bonkers. Don't allow them to paint this narrative. If you hear someone talking about this and, oh, it's not custodial, tell them. Tell them what the truth is. You see this on Twitter. Call it out. This is the narrative trench warfare that I was talking about during the meme review. This is insanity. Anyways, non-custodial wallets are controlled directly by an individual rather than a third party, such as a cryptocurrency trading platform, making it more difficult for law enforcement to freeze or seize the funds they hold. I'll correct that. It makes it impossible for law enforcement to freeze it without violence. And the thing is, yes, it's very easy, right, to freeze things on a mass scale if there's a centralized party that you tell, hey, freeze the funds to this account. But if you have millions upon millions of people taking self-custody, then violence becomes very expensive to do on a mass scale. And if you live in a country like the United States with the Second Amendment, then the state even thinks more about confiscating and stealing people's wealth. This is what I'm talking about. This is the battle to come. They are going to demonize self-custody. And if you've been subscribed to this channel, we have been telling you this, we have been screaming at it from the rooftops for a couple months now. The battle has come. I didn't think it was gonna come so soon, but it has arrived. Anyways, uh, these are talking points. The Ontario Securities Commission has flagged to law enforcement tweets from CEOs of Coinbase and Kraken that were critical of Canada's emergency orders and that advocated for the use of hard-to-seize non-custodial wallets. You hear that wording, bro? The critical. You can't be critical of the government anymore, Phil. Can't. Apparently, it's bad. It's against the law. And uh, check this out. Advocated for the use of hard-to-seize non-custodial... Check out that fucking narrative language. <laughs> Anyways, the incident dis demonstrates how cryptocurrency's big business aspirations are clashing with its anti-government roots amid the current state of emergency. This is nuts. By the way, all this language, all the vocabulary they choose is on purpose. They're trying to paint a picture to their readers. They're trying to make it out like self-custody is not a God-given right. And we believe it is. If you have access to the internet, you can download a Bitcoin wallet. Don't make the don't make the other parties make you believe like that isn't okay. And that's what they're trying to tell you. We are aware of this information and have shared it with the RCMP and relevant federal authorities. Right? What is what is the information that two uh, CEOs of shitcoin exchanges are telling you to self custody? It, it, do do you see what they're doing? And by the way, they would not be doing this if they weren't absolutely terrified. This is fear. What you're seeing is fear because they know that they have this giant thing that they can't control. They can't censor, but they're trying to make the public believe like hey, this is business as usual. 
So this is going to get worse. This is what they're going to come after. And as Bitcoin continues to go up in market cap and more and more people exit the slavery legacy financial system and they take control over their sovereignty, over their wealth, over their time, over their energy, governments are going to crack down harder and harder and harder on self-custody because self-custody means they lose power and the state definitely doesn't want to lose power so that's why you have that reaction from the canadian government i'm telling you it's going to a cover it's going to come to a government near you very soon this is the next fight this is going to be absolutely bonkers i told you it was going to get worse before it gets better we haven't even started yet this is definitely the yet they fight you stage and again if you don't want to find yourself in a tricky situation Take your coins off the fucking exchange and take it into self-custody, preferably into a cold wallet, right? Like a hardware wallet, like cold card, like Trezor, like Ledger, all of the above. They work. Take them off. Take your power back. Phil? Man, very powerful and scary shit all at the same time. What really gets me, though, is that it's okay for us to give our time that we can never get back. Okay, we give our time for whatever it is that we choose to. We choose to store the, the value of that time in whatever medium we choose to. For us, we choose in Bitcoin. And it's very interesting that we're, we're seen, as, we're, we're, we're seen as, as somehow, you know, some form of criminal or extremist because we want to control the use and storage of the time we cannot get back. That makes no sense at all. When did we, when did we all become so, I, I don't even know what to say, but just like, when did we all become so ridiculously cucked, right? Like, let's be honest, like that, that's insane. Mm -hmm. That is completely insane. I've said this before a thousand times. We give this with the only string is that we get paid for the, t for the val, for the time that, that, that we spend or the service that we provide. And then they go and they, you know, the, the state steals it from us, number one, subversively, okay? And then number two is going to start, it starts to censor where we can go and spend this money. And then on top of that, as you showed with those, like, the tweets were reported to the RCMP because these people, which don't get me wrong, Jesse Powell is not incentivized in any way, shape or form to tell you to self-custody, okay? Like, he shockingly, you know, he did the right thing. He did the truthful thing. That is the right thing to tell you that is good for you. And that's the really sad thing, okay? We're supposed to trust the government, right? They, no. we, we just saw yesterday. No, hold on. We saw Justin Trudeau yesterday say you're supposed to trust the government to do the right thing for its people. But yet, you, you know, they're going to sit there and they're going to starve you out because you don't agree with them. Not even that you're doing something that's necessarily wrong. They're just going to deem what you're doing illegal and then they're going to starve you out. That is psychotic. This is all crazy. I, I, man, I never thought I'd see this. This is just nuts. Dude, it's, it's absolutely bonkers. Don't let them tell you otherwise. You have a right to store your time, your wealth, without the government having the ability to freeze it. If, if a political party wins a popularity contest, that is absolutely crazy. That is nuts. If you have certain political beliefs, people are allowed to steal wealth from you because that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm seeing, right? Because remember the paradigm shift that we're in, guys, and I keep talking about this concept. The state had a mon has a monopoly on violence, so it's very easy for them to seize 
all this wealth at a snap of a finger because the system is centralized. But you have a decentralized system. If people are taking self-custody, it's very hard for the state to seize wealth from millions upon millions of people if they literally have to go physically to those locations and go, think about it, one at a time. So again, it moves the balance of power from the state to the individual, and that is the time that we're living in. But you could only benefit from that power that you're taking back only if you take self-custody and preferably for privacy, run your own node as well. And this is the time. We are at this moment. We are in the then they fight, you say. This is the very beginning of this stage. And it's going to get scarier. And which is why you have to take self-custody for the fifth time. Anyways, Labrahaddle, from the memer's perspective, what are your thoughts on all this? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, first of all, I never thought that these things would start happening in Canada. And I'm really sad about that. It's it's crazy, all this authoritarianism that is happening. I never thought that it would happen in, in Canada. Uh, then uh, the, the Kraken CEO, and uh, it was Coinbase too, for, yeah. for calling out that, telling people that, look, we cannot protect you if, if, if uh, you uh, have your coins in our exchange. I mean, that's the truth. That's, they are not saying anything wrong. I mean, it's the truth. Going to get punished for saying the truth now? It's it's just uh, it, I I can't believe it. this this is happening um, and this could be like the beginning of like a social credit score and won't be allowed to go to a restaurant or maybe a that, that, football game something like that yeah that's what it is if you have certain political beliefs right you, you're not you're an other you're othered bro that that yeah. that's what yep. this is dude that's what this is it's absolutely terrifying and I just want to point this out because Labra you brought a very good point up right which is, this is crazy. I'm gonna read you the first part of this article, then I'm gonna read you this, okay? So the first article, the first part of this article started with, the Ontario Securities Commission has contacted law enforcement agencies after tweets from the chief executive office uh, executives of two of the world's predominant cryptocurrency trap uh, platforms appeared to offer advice on how crypto users could ev evade emergency restrictions on funding for the protests rolling the country. That's the first paragraph. Now I'm going to read you this paragraph after we scroll all the way down. It says, it's not that they're breaking the law by making these statements, but it optically doesn't look good. There's a possibility that FinTrep could more closely monitor these exchanges as a result of those comments. It could be attracting some undue attention. That sounds like a threat from a mobster. That yes. sounds what the fuck it sounds like. Yeah, that's right. We don't like how you're saying it. Even though it's not illegal, it makes the regime look bad and it could potentially take power away from the regime. So don't say it or else. Bonkers. Bonkers. And this guy's, Phil, before, before yeah. last point, and I'll shut up. This is why we must separate money from state or none of this will change no matter who you fucking vote into office. Nothing will change. You must take the money out of the hands of politicians or one day the political party that you didn't vote for is going to use the power against you this must change or it's going to repeat itself the cycle over and over again tyranny freedom tyranny freedom it's nuts phil i'll shut up no, not at all. man, not at all. And and this is absolutely infuriating. I just wanted to go back to as you reread that first paragraph, I, I realized that they used the word evade. 
Okay? So we should try using some of this... We should try using some of this... Some of this spin on our own stuff, right? Maybe we can spin it as... The, the CEOs of the two biggest, the two biggest exchanges were explaining to users how to continue to be able to feed their families and clothe them and keep roofs over their heads while the tyrannical government makes a hissy fit. You know, just give them a little different perspective because that's really what's happening. That is sad, pathetic shit. And the fact that they go and frame these people this way, right? as teaching people to evade? No, that's not evasion. You should have zero freaking right to the time value that I can never get back. That is the absolute truth. I should be the commander of my ship, so to speak. Anyways. Yep. And they're going to try to say, here's the thing, they're going to try to say that law enforcement isn't going to be effective without, you know, them having the ability to freeze your mind. That is bullshit because you live in meat space. Right. Because you live in meat space, that means that you're going to have a person. That means that that person, right, could be put in that you be put in a box. Right. But the ability for them to essentially censor millions upon people, millions of people, whole group of people for their political belief, that goes away completely. Right. This is what I'm talking about. Right. It's not about evading crime. It's never been about that. In fact, Bitcoin is not very effective out of evading crime because it's a public blockchain. Cash is much more effective. You get cash. How are you gonna how are you gonna track that, right? And even came out earlier this morning that it was chain analysis that tracked some wasabi transactions, right? So clearly, a public blockchain isn't good for obfuscating and money laundering as much as the politicians would like you to believe. And we have the data behind that, right? The 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 criminal activity tied to crypto actually fell this year. It's like two percent. It's a very low number, right? So again. They're talking not from a place of protecting you or protecting society from criminal activity. It comes from a place of trying to maintain power. That is it. Don't put you, you. You guys saw the paragraph, how that phrased it, the narrative, right? First, it's like these people are evading. And then the second, it's not that it's against the law. We just don't like it. Like, come on, bro. Like you don't, you don't understand, Igor. You don't understand. It's for your safety, bro. It's for my safety. It's, it's, <laughs> everything. It's a, it's a danger to democracy. Self custody is a danger yeah. to democracy. That's the next one. Anyways, Labrador, yeah. any closing thoughts? Um, yeah, something that I wanted to add, uh, guys. Seriously, just get your Bitcoin out of the exchanges. Custody does yourself. And um, I've been having like this conversation myself, uh, along with the meme factory that doesn't exist, about. Uh, Putting a, or having your or memorize your seed phrase, for example, versus having a hardware wallet. And uh, yeah, lately I've been thinking a lot about that and just memorizing the seed phrase instead of putting that in a hardware wallet in case you have to travel or something like that. You know, I, I really love the call card, but uh, if you travel with that, can get attention or something. So yeah, that's something that I've been thinking about, and uh, maybe I'll. I'll do that, but uh, definitely people just custody your own coins, memorize your seed phrase, put it on a hardware wallet, whatever you have to do, but don't leave them on, on an exchange, please. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many ways, mm -hmm. like, you know, you could memorize your seed words, right? 
Um, you could use multi-sig and geographically separate your seeds in different geographical yep. locations, different different jurisdictions, right? You could have your you could have a two of three multi-sig. You could have one key in the United States, one key in El Salvador, right? So there's different ways to 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 mitigate this. There's no perfect solution, but there's trade-offs. But the advantage of all these solutions is that the balance of power shifts, right? It shifts from yep. the state to the individual. This is what all these technologies do. They empower you over the mob, over the collective, right? And I think that's the signal. And we're going to stay on top of this, guys. This is very scary stuff. But anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io. It's the best place to store your Bitcoin seed. This is the Cypher wheel. And check out the all-new Cypher grid. Comes complete with punch tool and temper resistant wire all right we've got blix uh yeah it's blix wallet version 0.4.1 that was released it's down below guys don't forget to check out our audio only episodes we drop them on apple podcasts spotify and anchor awesome thank you phil before we go guys i want to give a very very special shout out to our awesome Thread sponsor. It's called Represent. You go visit their website, diehard.com. Phil and I have, we try to wear different hoodies every episode. They make awesome stuff, very high quality. And you can take advantage of the link down below for 15% off anything on the store, representltd.com. And I got a little bit of, they're going to drop some. Some, some very special merch coming soon. We're going to try to wear them on the show. And I also want to give a very, very special shout out to this awesome guest. He is part of the Meme Factory. He's a legend. You can go give him a follow on Twitter for some awesome memes at LaBrahaddle20. He keeps making account. They try to they try to get rid of him, but he keeps coming back. This is the power of the internet. Definitely go give that memester a follow. Guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash the alarm button. And of course, if you want to continue watching the bitcoin news from the plea pleb perspective and the catastrophic fails once again from the canadian government definitely consider subscribing to simply bitcoin and we'll see you tomorrow guys in a brand new episode the central bankers and the state have nothing Woo!